Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're joined by Jennifer Diepstraten. Jennifer's background in sales, relationship coaching, and communication studies led her to leave her highly lucrative corporate sales job to start her own business, teaching high-end sales and sales training to coaches, trainers, healers, and niche service providers. Her one-call blueprint consultation system enabled her to triple her fees in her own heart-centered entrepreneurial endeavor in less than six months. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Before we jump into more about your business, I'd love to know a little bit more about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working. Okay, well, the main thing I do is I'm with my kids and my husband. I have three sons. I have a 14-year-old, 5-year-old, and 2-year-old. So it's pretty much Legos and soccer all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a busy life. If you're not at work, you're definitely being run around to all sorts of activities. Yeah, luckily my husband is my, he's my CSO, he's my chief support officer. So he, you know, he's amazing. He runs operations at our company and he runs our house. So he does the shopping, cooking, most of the driving, makes sure that I'm taken care of so that I can do what I do, which is generate business and create extraordinary programs. Mm, That sounds like a great partnership. Everybody playing to their strengths, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, We all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. How long have you been coaching and what led you to get into it in the first place? I've been formally coaching for about four years, but, you know, informally and in different kinds of personal development programs for maybe 10 years. So in my current business, I teach entrepreneurs but mostly coaches and consultants are my clients, uh, how to sell their services for high ticket prices. So you could say that, you know, I've been, le- I've been doing and training sales for about 15 years. I used to work in a corporate environment and I sold equipment and services in biotech and medical diagnostics. So I did that for about, I don't know, a decade or so, I sold over $14 million worth of products and services in corporate. And I was doing at that time, I was doing some kinds of sales training too. I was the person in my company that if they had a deal going sideways, they would call me. Like, how do we save this one? How do we keep this from going wrong? And I, you know, I just, for me, I first got into selling because I I was really shy, actually. When I got out of college, I was pretty scared to talk to strangers still. And um, I went into sales because it was the scariest thing I could think of. Wow. And um, but over over the years, I, I really got comfortable with it. I got very, very adept at it. And it was really for me not about selling, but more about serving my customers at the highest level I possibly could, including if they couldn't, um, you know, including if the right decision for them was not buying something for me. So needless to say, that kind of strength of relationship, I became very, very successful. And 
about four years ago, I got this really strong urge to do something much bigger. And so even though I was working with these scientists that were searching for the cure for cancer and doing these amazing things, um, I just thought, you know, there's something I want to do to help people in a more personal way, I guess is how I would say it. Mm -hmm. So, so I left my corporate life and I've started a business as a relationship coach. So that was my first like online official coaching company. My husband and I started a company to help couples to really fulfill their greatest potential in their relationship. And we did that for a little while. And it was crazy because when I first, um, when I made my first sale in that business, it was $450 was my first sale. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had sold a package of six coaching sessions for $90. Oh my. (laughs) And I was doing and actually, it wasn't six. It was five because I gave them six to one away as a bonus. <laughs> and I was doing cartwheels in my living room over this $450 sale. And it was crazy because like the month before, I'd sold like a $200,000 microscope to the university. Right. But it was such a big deal to sell my own thing, like my own intellectual property, my own coaching Yes, that it was huge. It was a huge deal. And that was the very first thing I sold as a coach. And then over about six months, that $450 package grew into a $4,500 coaching package. Wow. And so at the, around the same time, my entrepreneur friends were saying to me, Hey, Jennifer, how do you, uh, how do you sell your stuff for so much money? Like, how have you been able to grow your prices? And I realized that I, you know, I had just incorporated the knowledge that I'd gained through sales over a, over a decade. And, and my friends would say to me, well, can you tell us how you do that? And I'd say, no, I don't, I don't teach sales anymore. I just do this relationship stuff. So, <laughs> so after about a year of people asking me one day, it dawned on me, maybe I should teach sales. Yes. And <laughs> so, so I, you know, I said to my husband, what do you think about this? And he said, well, you know, if you're going to make a million dollars in the relationship business and in the coaching sales coaching, that's okay with me. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> so, you know, you're helping people either way. And so we looked at each other. We decided to open our current company, which is called High Ticket Sales Success. And within nine days, we had our first high ticket customer. Mm, well, yeah. Very cool story. But what has it's got me wondering something, you know, everybody that starts a business, there's lots of ups and downs. And just from that story, it sounds like like you had a whole lot of ups. Can you tell us about maybe a disappointment or a low point that you had when you were getting started with your business? I could I could tell you more low points than high points, honestly. Mm. Um, Because, you know, Here, one of the first ones was actually when I left my job. At the time, I had, we had two kids. My the baby hadn't been born yet, and I was the only breadwinner in our house. And I knew that I wanted to leave my job and start my own business. And the family was aligned, but it, I didn't have a plan. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of those things like I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't know when. And one day I just looked at my manager who I only saw him maybe a couple times a year because I was in outside sales. So I was very much, you know, doing my own thing, but mm-hmm. I just couldn't take it anymore. And so I said to him, I quit and I quit. <laughs> and I think the low point was over the next two or three months, 
I would wake up in the morning, go into my home office and just sit there and just think, oh my gosh, what have I done? And I, I would cry. I would literally like lay on the floor, cry for 10 or 15 minutes every single morning. And and then I would get up and stick my butt in my chair, in my desk chair and say, <laughs> okay, now I have a business get to work. But I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't know what to like, I know I need to sell some relationship coaching, but how do I do it? Where do I find the people? Doesn't everybody need a relationship coach? Seems to me like they did, but you know, if everybody does, then nobody does, right? So like, I couldn't figure out where to find clients. And over the next six, 12 months, I must've got, I don't know, I I racked up a lot of credit card debt. Mm. And even though I could sell, I didn't know, I didn't know what it what it would take, right? I didn't know all the mm-hmm. things that I would have to do to put a business together and especially the marketing part because I didn't know marketing. I know sales. I didn't know marketing at the time. So right. finding people, I just, I couldn't figure it out. So um, that was a really hard point because I remember calculating when we were going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. I know you've done it. If you're in business, you're like, exactly. okay, well, I've got this much money left. I've got this much money left on my credit cards and I can take money out of my 401k. And and I'll tell you, I, I invested in some team. I decided to put together a live training because I love seminars. I love doing live workshops. Mm-hmm. And I decided that in six months, I was going to have 50 people at this workshop. And so I hired this uh, like virtual assistant team and I said, what do you think of this? And we had no list. Okay. We had zero people on our email list, mm-hmm. <laughs> zero past clients and no idea where to find leads. And I hired this virtual assistant team and I said, what do you think? Can we have 50 people in this event? And they said, sure. So we started doing some online strategies and do you know how many people I had that event, that first event? I hope 50. Three. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it was it was rough because we were out of pocket, we were in the hole, right? We didn't make the money back that we invested, but but at the same time that it was like this whole loss for me, mm-hmm. it was a huge victory because the people that were in the room, all th- we had uh, we had a hundred percent conversion on our upsell. There you go. <laughs> so they all came for free. Um, I made a $365 offer. That was like the most I could muster at the time. Mm -hmm. They all bought it. But from that place of like this terrible, like feeling that I'd failed because I couldn't, I just couldn't figure out how to get the people in the room. um, I got confidence Mm -hmm. because I did it anyway. I did not cancel. I paid that hotel bill. I paid that VA team. Um, who did not produce the results that I thought they would. I did not produce the results I thought I would. And uh, my these people all bought my, my upsell. I delivered the program. They got huge results. Mm. And from there, and right after that, we were selling, um, we were converting at about 10 times that price point, like within a few months. It was something about just committing, mm-hmm. going, like walking through the fire, dealing with that whole whatever that embarrassment would be or whatever horrible thing would be if I failed, you know, and just doing it anyway. And then in that room, something happened to me, Malia. I was just, I looked at these people in the room that I was training. I saw the shift 
in their life, like literally happening there. Like they would call, we were teaching relationships at the time. They would call their friends on break or their exes on break and come back with these extraordinary relationship turnaround stories, you know, um, reconciliation. And I thought, oh my God, this stuff actually works. Like my stuff really changes people's lives. Mm. And I never looked back. And so even though I went into more debt, I, I, I kept investing heavily in myself because I believe that you've got to invest in your vision. I don't care how much money you, you don't think you have. The, envision, the vision is more important. Money's just money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I kept investing and, you know, huge success, huge success after that, which I'm happy to share. But you asked me about the low point. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that, that I like what you said is you had decided that it didn't matter if you had three people in the room. It didn't matter if you had a huge hotel bill to pay. You had already made the decision that this was something that you were committed to. You had the vision and you were going to see it through. So I love that idea of even in a disappointment, being able to see beyond that and to make it into a success. And that's one of the things that kind of keeps us going. You know, everybody knows that, that you have to have some consistent action before you can really build your business up. So when you have these little successes, that kind of gives us some momentum. So was that really your momentum when you started to feel like this is going to this is going to work? This is going to be a success. Yeah, it started there and then grew. And I just, I got better at talking about what I did. I got better at figuring out where to find people who wanted what I had. My, I re- we really worked very hard on honing our marketing message and um, getting our message out. And I would say that the tipping point though really was when I decided to open our sales coaching business. Mm-hmm. Something about um, being able to do something that was so easy for me and so natural really made a difference for me. Like, I don't, I don't know if enough I could put my finger on it, but when people would say to me, Jennifer, why don't you teach us how to sell? And I thought, well, doesn't everybody know this? It's so obvious. And I know <laughs> we each have that thing, right? It's like, right. why would I get paid for that? I, I, if you ask me about your offer or how to position it, or if I think it'll sell or what you need to tweak so that people will want to buy it, I can't keep my mouth shut. And I thought, why would somebody pay for that? But when I realized that, th- that not everybody knows that, that that's not their zone of genius, and I said yes to something that was easy, it, that turned everything around. I mean, it shifted, and we still have our relationship coaching business, but the sales coaching, because it's like I'm eat, breathe, walk, ooze this I, these ideas. Like I can't, it, it comes out of my pores. I can't not talk about it, that um, just, how do I put it? You be, it, you let it be easy. I let mm. it be easy and natural. I, I allow myself to work in my zone of genius. I allow myself to get paid just for being myself, just for being me. It doesn't even feel like work. Mm. And that changed our business. Yeah, that's so good. Just being able to recognize what you're really good at and not fighting it. I mean, it, it to me, it almost sounds like at first you had sort of, while you, you enjoyed the relationship coaching, you had sort of, you know, made that your path. And at the same time, you were kind of ignoring 
what you were so good at and, and people were saying, hey, you're awesome at this. Teach us this. Teach us this. And when you accepted that that was what you were amazing at, things just sort of fell into place. And like you said, it just sort of became easy and simple. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, the relationship coaching and the sales coaching, they're actually almost the same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sounds different on the surface because it's different industries or different verticals. But the things that make me great at relationship coaching is the things that make me great at sales coaching is because I understand communication and how to empower people. Yeah. Just letting myself feel like I wasn't having to work Mm -hmm. hard changed things a lot. And that's what I teach my own clients now is I teach them how to have sales be easy. This is like, you, you if people realize you're actually selling all the time, okay, your excitement about stuff really is what's selling. You don't have to turn into somebody else to make sales. You just be you and learn how to have a more structured conversation. Then sales becomes really easy. So that's I want things to be easy. So all of my clients, they work with me because they want to sell more and they want to make a bigger difference because when they sell, that's how they get to do their work. And let's have it be easy, not hard. We don't have, it's not really about striving. Right. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You know, I love how you said earlier that it's not selling, it's just serving the customer. And I think that a lot of us, myself included, uh, we have this idea that, that selling is, it's either hard or it's kind of yucky or you have to trick people. You know, we, we grow up with kind of all these ideas of this, you know, like this door to door salesman that talks you into something. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. It can just be about sharing who you are and what you love to do in a, in a real genuine way and just putting that customer first and their needs first. So that's, that's some great advice. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of times we measure our success in hitting goals or reaching certain milestones. What would you say in all that you've achieved, what would be your biggest win so far? For me, my biggest win, I've had some great numerical wins, like wins for the company. Um, But really, for me, it's about my clients and what they're able to do with their lives. Uh, One of my clients, Molly, when I met her, it was about six months ago. She was, she's this amazing ball of energy and she was selling her online course for $97 with lifetime access. Okay. And yeah, and she was, she had a, a large following, you know, probably several hundred mm-hmm. leads a month, but she was selling this thing for $97. So, when I met her, she said, I'm, okay, I'm about to launch this other course for $197. What do you think? And I looked at her, I'm like, no, no. Right. Because <laughs> she has two small sure. children. Um, she just wanted to serve and give mm-hmm. so much. She didn't see that selling this thing for $197 actually wouldn't serve. Because there's, I said to her, there's all of these people out there that get that you're an expert in this. Don't you think that some of them might not want to go through this online course, watch your 30 videos? Maybe they just want to talk to you and get your expert opinion and have you put your eyes on their stuff and give your your opinion of it. So we had that chit chat <laughs> <laughs> and did some coaching and she immediately sold a $5,000 offer, which I had recommended within wow. a week. Then she sold seven more. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she she broke her first $100,000 within three months of me meeting her. 
And what's more important to me, though, I mean, the money is amazing. But the thing that really is like the biggest win for me is how happy she is because she gets to spend time with her family. Right. Yeah. Her relationship with her husband is better. They're really excited about their future. She gets to spend more time with her kids. And she has these clients that really value her. They mm-hmm. really, you know, they've, they've invested at a high level. They're hanging on every word she says. They're doing what she's telling them to do, not just, you know, coming to the video call and not implementing, you know, they're actually doing mm-hmm. the work and it's changing their lives. So for me, that's like why I get out of bed in the morning because of what it's been able to do for her life. That's really cool. I, I'd like to ask a question about about that particular, maybe not necessarily that particular client of yours, but just in general, um, something that's just got me curious. When you see someone who has all this knowledge about their particular niche, and then they're coming in with something that's really low priced, do you find that to be more of a mindset issue? Or is it just like strictly a pricing, a business issue? It's Mostly mindset, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do a training. It's called the Millionaire Sales Mindset, uh-huh. specifically on this topic, because if they're coming in at a low price point, they're they they're not relating to the value that's there, usually. And so, even if you're in a low end market, if you can figure out what makes you better or different than your competitors, you could be at the top of that low end market. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so really to sell at a high price point, what I tell my clients is to sell at a high price point, two things have to happen. Number one, you have to believe in the value. Like when you make your offer and you say, to do this work with me, it will be $10,000. When you say those words, it has to feel inexpensive. Whatever mm-hmm. that number is, you've got to be thinking in your head, it's totally worth 50000 I'm making this offer for 10000 right? So the, you have to believe in the value at a much higher price point than you currently do. The second thing that has to happen is you have to be able to communicate it in the marketplace. Okay. Other people have to get it too. It's not just enough that you sit around at home thinking that it's worth more. Sure. <laughs> so, so if you don't have both, then you won't be able to sell at a higher price. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I know that I've sometimes I have seen high priced products or services and I've said to myself, you know, whoa, that looks so good. And then other times I'll see something that maybe it's the same price and I'm just like, I don't get it. Why is it worth that? So I totally get what you're saying about you have to be able to communicate why it's worth that price. Exactly. Otherwise, it's just overpriced. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you've done a lot. And, and in a really short period of time, you've accomplished so much. I would love to know what you're excited about creating next. Well, the thing that I'm really excited about is I have a couple things coming up. My millionaire sales mindset training event is brand new three-day live training that I'm doing. And it's for that very thing how you relate to your own value. Because what I've seen is that people tend to take sales courses or they'll have a script for a sales conversation, but it doesn't work. And it gets really frustrating because they can't figure out why, you know, and so we throw away the script, you know, people will throw away the script and then they kind of wing it and it still doesn't work. Right. So I created the millionaire sales mindset because 
what I noticed, even with my high level private clients, there's certain uh, transformation that happens when you connect with your value at a higher price point. And I want that to be available for entrepreneurs in general. It's like, when you can embody what that higher price point is, you can say the big number and not laugh <laughs> out loud. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that because this is the first time I'm teaching this this training in this particular way. And just so excited. I've got, it's. I'm going to do some training. We're going to master objections, talk about how to get out of sales slumps. When you do the training with me, you just know that your new price point is going to go up and you're going to feel good about it. And also, I, I'm bringing in some people who've built very successful businesses. Like I've got Sandra Yancey coming to speak and she's sharing how she's built a business that has 500,000 people in her network. Oh, now. wow. She has 33,000 people that pay her every month to be members. Goodness. Yeah. That's one of her seven divisions. Okay. So very successful woman. She's going to come and she's going to share how does she get to that first million dollars in sales. That's yeah. that's almost priceless right there. Well, that that's the thing, right? Between the training that you're going to get, you're going to double your fees. And then she's one of the four, like uh, I'm calling them my millionaire sales roundtable. Uh, these are entrepreneurs that simply are coming to share their stories and give back to the entrepreneurial community. It's priceless. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, did you say this was a live workshop or is it online? Yeah, it's a live workshop. It's a live workshop. Mm -hmm. We're going to move on now to the part of the conversation that I really enjoy. It's talking about what's working right now in business. And one thing that, that I like to stress to people is there's a lot of ways, online and offline, to make a living as a coach. It doesn't have to be just one-on-one, -on -one, local coaching people. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the ways that you're generating revenue in your business today? Yeah, absolutely. So doing my live trainings is one way. So I actually wrote out a little progression that I thought would be useful for your, for the people listening. Um, I, I'm a relationship person, like I want to talk to people. So I find that meeting people, either in networking meetings or at events, or even on Facebook, I meet a lot of people through Facebook Messenger, meet, mm -hmm. have a conversation on the phone, and then I usually will invite them to something. Uh, it might be my, one of my live trainings, it might be my in-person trainings, sometimes I'll do an online training. And then from there, I'll make some kind of offer if it's a fit for them to work with me. So meet, invite, do the event, and then make an offer. And so that works really, really well for us. Um, I love that one. I love speaking. Speaking is a big one for me. A lot of times I'll do speaking engagements. And even if it's 10 or 20 minutes, it's still great because I meet people, I speak, uh, I offer usually something for free so that they can get to know me even better. And then at and then after that, they'll get an invitation to have a, a conversation, a private conversation to see if they want to learn more and take it further. You know, a lot of the Unstoppable Coach family is they're new coaches and some are more experienced. But but the one thing that everybody kind of has in common is they're all looking for ways to grow their business. So what would you say would be your favorite strategy to bring in brand new clients? 
I believe, especially when you're new, you have to be out meeting people in person. You you have to, especially because that is what helps you to hone how you talk about what you do. When if you're writing, so my impression is, and you know, obviously I have a bias because I I like to interact with real people, not just a computer screen. Um, what I find is that if you're trying to figure out what is your niche or what makes you unique as a coach or what's your marketing language to desc- to describe what you do and why it has value, you need to do it in the ears of another person. It's almost like if I say, hey, I help you to sell your stuff for twice as much, twice as often, I can look in your eyes and see, did that make sense? Did that register? Right. Is that exciting? Does that sound interesting? And I can't do that if I'm doing it just on a computer screen. So I, I advise my new coaches to go out and talk to people, especially in the beginning. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think that's a great point because being able to actually look and see if what you said landed or if they look a little bit confused, I think that's just that's priceless in the sense that you can then go back and kind of tweak and and come back out the next week and try something new. And it's just continuously being able to change and hone your the way you're communicating. That's how I design all of my offers, honestly. Uh-huh. Like I will dream up what I think people should have. I just dream it up. And we all do that. It's like, ooh, I really want to create this thing. People really need this. And then I go out and I start talking to people about it. And They'll ask me questions like, well, what would you do that for? And why is that? Why do you need that? And do you know when they ask me those questions, it's the most valuable thing that I could have? Hmm. Because that's how I know what I haven't said well yet. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I just, I mean, I'm just thinking in my head, you know, what better feedback could you get than just going out and talking to people and then seeing where they still have questions? Exactly. And that's how I refine all my offers. So I would say in the locker room or in your office, we usually get them worked uh-huh. out to about 80, 90% done. And then we test drive it. And then we refine it from there and see how it lands. Um, obviously, you don't want to take advice or feedback from someone who isn't in your ideal client market. Like you don't go ask your aunt if she's not in your ideal client <laughs> sure. market. But if you are in front of an environment of people that potentially could use your service, it's a great way for you to refine what you're doing and how you talk about it. Very cool. Knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say would be one action step that you think coaches should implement this week? Or what would you say that you wish you had done first if someone's really serious about growing their coaching business? You have to make offers. (laughs) <laughs> you you just have to make, you have to invite people to work with you. And then when they say, how much is it? You have to tell them the price. If you can do that two, three, four, five times a week, you will grow so fast. And will you hear no sometimes? Sure. But if you do that one thing, you will become totally unstoppable. So just continuing to make the offer and not be discouraged by the no's or the maybes, but continue to make the offer until you get to the yeses. That's how you get better. Look, my, you know, I have a my toddler who's you know learning how to walk and how many times does he fall down? Well, nobody ever counts how many times he fell down. And if he got discouraged every time he fell down, he'd probably never learn how to walk. 
Right, right. And he doesn't just sit down and cross his arms and say, eh, I guess I'm not a walker. I guess I'll just sit. Yeah, I mean, we're so funny as people. It's like you go out and you make an offer and somebody says no or they say they're not ready. And then you go home and lick your wounds for three weeks. Right. Don't do that. Just just do it again. I promise it gets easier. <laughs> and you'll get better at it. You just will. Um, but most people don't have enough repetition to actually ever get good at it. And that's why their businesses fail. Yeah, I can see that because a lot of times it's really easy to get in your own head and just say, they didn't want it. I guess this isn't good enough, you know, or I guess this isn't what I should be offering or what I should be doing. And, and just really having that mindset of being able to push past the nose and the disappointment and just to keep your head down and keep going. That's really great advice. You know, this has been this has been so good. I've learned so much just from listening to you for the last 30 minutes or so. And I'd like to now finish up with our final five rapid fire questions. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Well, mine is doing something scary every day. What's one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Resilience. Bounce back like a rubber ball. recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life i'm loving essentialism by greg McCune. give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without i love zoom (laughs) and finally how can the listeners best connect with you what social platforms are you on the most and what's your website I'm on Facebook. My my business page is High Ticket Sales Success. So I'm on there many times a week sharing tips and uh, information about mindset and strategy regarding sales. Uh, also, I have a book that you can download and that's at highticketsellingbook.com. And that's H-I-G-H, ticketsellingbook.com. So I'll be sure to get all of those links onto the show notes page. This has been such a great conversation, Jennifer. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.